Welcome back, everybody, to another chapter of Keeper Lost Cities. Okay, so um, it's going to be a short chapter, so I just want to talk about something first. Now, um, I have a couple of books I really want to read in the future. And since we're nearing the end of book one of Keeper Lost Cities, I'm thinking we could read one chapter of, I mean, one book of a different series. And, like, after we finish that book, we'll read cha- uh, we'll read book two of Keep Our Lost Cities. So, I'm thinking maybe I'll read book one of Ranger's Apprentice. And then go, and then read book two, Keep Our Lost Cities. Uh, if you guys like that idea, please tell me. Um, yeah, so, um. I, I don't know what to do, because I really love Ranger's Apprentice. It's an amazing series. It's about um, a kid named Will, who meets this, um, meets a ranger. And, yeah, they go on, like, seriously, like, serious, like, adventures, like, throughout their world. And they, like, there's, it's like a... In the first book, there is a little bit of mythical creatures, and, like, throughout the books are a couple mythical creatures, but it's, like, barely any. So, and then, like, but it's mostly, like, following Will and, like, what he has to do to survive in, like, his world. And it's it's an amazing book. So if you guys want me to read that book, only only book one, and then we'll come back to book two of Keep Our Last Cities, and then read book two of Ranger's Apprentice after we finish book two of Keep Our Last Cities. So here is chapter 29 of Keep Our Last Cities. <clears throat> Dex refused to have anything to do with Fitz and Biona, so Sophie had to alternate spending time with him at Havenfield and hanging out at Everglade. Alden and Della were gone a lot, and they usually came back home came home smelling like smelling of smoke they never talked about it and sophie was too afraid to ask questions after alden's warning but she wasn't giving up if she couldn't get any new information maybe she could make sense of the pieces she already had she tried to fit the clues together project moonlark had to have something to do with the black swan whatever that was and they had to be behind the fires, but why set the fires? Especially around humans, what would that accomplish? The fires can, cons- the fires consumed her thoughts so much that they crept into her dreams. Vivid nightmares of her human family trapped there, trapped in their old house, surrounded by fire. She knew it wasn't real, real. But she still woke up shivering every night. It got so bad that she slept with Iggy on her pillow. So she wouldn't be alone. Pretty soon, she was counting down the days until school school resumed. School was safe. She passed her exams. Once school started, she would have nothing to worry about. Um, I never remember my dreams. It sucks. Like, yeah. Like, the last dream I remember when it was, like, like, I remember dreams, but, 
like, the dreams that I do remember, I remember, like, them exactly how they were. Like, everything I might have said in that dream or did in that dream. So, it's kind of weird. But I can never remember dreams other than the ones that I did. Oh, I just said that. Sorry. <clears throat> Back to the story. Congratulations to everyone who has passed their midterms, Danielita said during their first orientations. I hope you enjoy your six-week vacation because it's time to get serious. Whoa, six weeks? That's a lot. Anyone who got lower than 85% on their midterms needs to step it up or they will not pass their finals. Sophie sighed. Aside from the 79 she got in alchemy, she'd receive an 81 in elementism and 83 in physical education. Your mentors also tell me there is 100... There are 109 level 3s who haven't manifested abilities. And and more than double that of level 2s, which is unacceptable. Be prepared to be pushed harder in ability detecting from now on. Groans chorused through the room. The next week, everyone looked sweaty and wilted as they trudged and trudged in the study hall after ability detecting. Even Morella's puffy hair had had thrown in the towel and drooped against her head. What did they do to you guys? Sophie asked. Stuck us in an oven and roasted us for two hours trying to figure out if we were frosters? Dex grumbled, which none of us were, because frosting is a stupid talent. Almost no one has it. Morella added. She slumped into a chair. What did you do in redeemable studies? Same old boring stuff. Actually, she'd had a blast. Turgon had her test her transmission, transmitting distance. And it was off the charts. Fitz almost hurt, had a heart attack when she transmitted into his mind. From all the way across the school. She couldn't blame him for his surprise. Even Tyrion didn't know that was possible. But she never forgot the way his mind actually jerked when she reached it. She hoped she hadn't, he hadn't peed his pants. He fought off her smile. Feeling, she fought off her smile. Feeling guilty that everyone else stuffed, suffered while she had fun. What are frosters? Dex, uh, Dex, Rested his cheek against the table. Cryonetics. They freeze things by manipulating the ice particles in the air. It's totally useless. I don't know why they even test us for it. They They have to test us for everything, Jensi reminded him. That's not true. They don't test us for pyrokinesis, Dex argued. Yeah, because that's a forbidden talent, Morales said. There are forbidden talents, Sophie asked. Only one, Dex told her. Mesmers and our flick and inflictors are pretty rare. Mesmer, can't speak my English. Mesmers and inflictors are closely monitored, but pyrokinesis is forbidden. Why? Too dangerous. How could it be more dangerous than someone who could inflict pain? Because 
fire is too un- unpredictable. No one can truly control it. Plus, people died. Morella added. Who? Dex asked. Morella shrugged. I don't know. I've heard five people died, and that's why it's forbidden now. But how can they forbid something like that? Sophie asked. Isn't that kind of like forbidding someone to breathe? Nah, some talents happened, happen on their own as you get older. Like telepathy and empathy. Others, you would never know you have if something didn't trigger them. Sophie shook her head. That still seems wrong. It's like you're not allowed to be who you are. Oh, relax. There's only been like 12 ever. So it's exact. It's not exactly a huge problem. I guess she wasn't really listening anymore because she'd remembered that what Alvar said about the pirates. Conspiracy theory. Could a pyrokined- pyrokinetic be a part of that? It was an interesting idea and left her head spinning for the rest of the study hall. But she needed more information. She swung by the library to see if they had any books on on the subject. Surely Alden wouldn't mind mind her doing a little innocent research at the school, right? The level 2 library didn't have any books on pyrokinesis. Neither did the level 3s. And the level 6 librarian finally told her most of the sub most books on the subject were banned. But she took Sophie's name and promised to check the archives and send anything she found to Sophie's locker. In the meantime, Sophie wondered if Grady and Annaline had any books in the libraries at Havenfield. The main, the main library downstairs was a bus, but Grady and Annaline had to be had to have a personal libraries in their offices. On the second floor on the second floor. Seemed like the perfect place to to hide banned books. One problem, even after living there from, for a little more than five months, Sophie wasn't sure she was allowed in that section of the house. She didn't know how they'd react if they caught her, especially after Alden's warning. They caught her. If How, how they relaxed. Where am I? But, wait, sorry, I'll just read from where I think it was. Even after living three there for more, even after living there for a little more than five months, Sophie wasn't sure she was allowed in the section of that, of the house. And she didn't know how they'd react if they caught her, especially after Alden's warning. But she couldn't let it go. So she waited until Graydon and Adeline were busy outside with a pair of gyre wools and snuck upstairs for a quick peek. Promise, promising herself she'd be careful not to leave any traces she'd been there. The first door she tried was Grady's office. Rolled scrolls were stopped in bins. A mountain of paperwork littered the desk. And books were shoved on happer, haphazardly. On the shelves, no pictures, no knickknacks, nothing personal to make the place feel warm. But there were empty spaces where they might have been. 
The bookshelves are filled with long history books. They probably talked about pyrokinetics in there somewhere. But Sophie didn't have time to scan through them all. The scrolls tempted her, but they were rolled up too tight to read. And she was afraid he'd be able to tell if she, tell if she unrolled them. She wasn't brave enough to flip through the papers on his desk either, in case they were in a special order. She flopped. She hoped Adeline's office would be more helpful. She assumed the door across the hall was Adeline's, so she almost gasped when she stepped into a dim bedroom. Lacy curtains blocked most of the sunlight. Crystal chandel- uh, chandeliers, <coughs> excuse me, were dulled with dust. And there were scattered remains left behind the child from behind from childhood. Stuffed unicorns, prattles pins stuck on a linyard uh, on linyards, dolls, books. On the desk was a framed photo of a beautiful girl, Jolie. Her blonde hair hugging soft curls to her waist, and she had Adeline's turquoise eyes and Grady's striking bone structure. She wore a white level six uniform in the photo, so she was probably 16 when it was taken. Next to it was another picture of Grady and Adeline and Jolie. When she was close to Sophie's age, standing in a breathtaking garden, it was the, it was the old them, happy, wearing the capes of the nobility, before their lives were struck by tragedy. Sophie could have spent the whole day drinking in the glimpse of who they used to be, but she knew this was the worst place they could find her. She peeled her eyes away and left. The last room had obviously been Adeline's office, but it had turned into a place where leftover junk went to die. Stacks of locked trunks littered the floor covered with piles of folded lens, unopened presents, and random objects she couldn't identify. A huge pen of unopened letters blocked most of the doorway, so Sophie couldn't get inside, which was fine. The bookshelves were full of thick, dusty volumes, and anything she disturbed would be too obvious. She had to figure out another way to find books on pyrokinesis. Maybe Bianca would let her look through the library at Evergood, but she'd have to come up with a good excuse in case Alden found them in there. She was on murky ground, but she was close to something. She could feel it. Her mind wouldn't let her 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 mind wouldn't let her drop it until she figured out what it was. That is the end of chapter twenty nine. Sorry that um my voice sounds a little tired, because I am tired. Um, I really hope you guys have an amazing week.